Ravioli, ravioli, give me the formioli. I'm Russell Tyndall. And I'm Mr. Krabs. He's Mr. Krabs. That's Ned Pruitt. And you're listening to Not a SpongeBob podcast. It is the Never Ending Adventure podcast. We're talking about Adventure Time. And man, we're deep. We're like mid season four, I have to assume right now. Season four, episode 11, Beyond This Earthly Realm. How you doing, yeah. Ned? I am doing good, man. It's been. Whew, it's been a long week. I don't know if it's just like a mid Q1 lull, but like I am needing uh, some weekend drinks at this point. Oh man, already? Uh, already on a Wednesday night. I need it. I yeah. need me a Saturday drink. I get it though. I mean, it was what Tuesday for me. Yes, yeah, so yesterday, right? And I'm sitting there. I'm I'm making dinner. I'm like, you know, like wine would go with this. Oh, gosh, I could really do some wine right now, but I resisted. I was like, I. We'll do that later. Like we have a bottle of wine that we can open up at some point this weekend. And I don't need it to be right now. I know we're going to a ball, dude. We're going to a freaking Ooh. ball. Have you ever been to a ball? I'm going to a ball. Can I you believe that? Can't say I have. No. Is it a, is what kind of ball is is this a, a Nashville ballet ball? Every every pretty girl deserves to go to a ball, Ned. And <laughs> I'm getting to go to the what's one. That, what's that from? <laughs> That's from Yes Man. There's some... Ah, it's Yes Man. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Jim Carrey. Every pretty girl deserves to go to a ball as he's getting beaten up. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it is. It's the Nashville Ballet Ball uh, that they have. And I'm going to the after party. I'm not actually getting to go to the ball. I'm a little bummed about that. But it's like a thousand bucks per person or something crazy. Anyways, um, I'm getting to go because Allie, of course, uh, works... At the ballet or like with that stuff. I don't know. Is that too personal of information? I'm sorry. Um, well, whatever. <laughs> sorry, Allie. Yeah, she's not there uh, uh, no, uh, as fine, of the man. time of this recording anymore. She quit just right now. So she's not there. So uh, <laughs> just right anyways, now, she. Yeah, yeah we are she, not going to the quit. ball. Um, no, we're not going to the ball. How cool would that be, though? I would love to go to a ball. Um, but. An after party sounds cool. Free drinks. I'm about hey, it. How often do you get that? Yeah, like weddings and work parties. Uh, only yeah, time I get free like, drinks or like networking not, not, events. That not suck. many times in your life. Regardless, reg- regardless, the only other big thing that's going on with me is I bought a truck, and I and I'm very excited yeah, about certainly it. Certainly not. Oh, so man. if there's I a, we just if had there's a little a bit of a break, of the, the, I think we might be. Well, for big things going on in my life, I bought a truck this weekend, which was a big deal. I've been driving the same car since I was 16 years old, so that is super fun to have like a big boy car now. I say you needed it. I think it was <laughs> definitely about time, right? It I mean, was, dude. That car was... My old car had like paint chip in. It oh, actually had a broken totally windshield did. and had a dent in the roof. Like it, it was time. It was time. It was a cool car. You had a really dope sports car, but... Uh, it was time for a new vehicle and a truck, a truck guy, Ned. I, Damn. You're, you're living downtown Atlanta. Do you you need a truck? Not living in downtown Atlanta. <laughs> Dude, you're downtown. Anything in my mind inside the perimeter is downtown Atlanta. It's downtown. Well, I've ended up the last couple of weekends having to do yard work or going to pick something up or needing to help a friend to move a piece of furniture. And I was like, if I'm going to get a new car, I'm going to do something where like, yeah, I'm got not your money's li- worth. I'm not Time limited. to sell it. 
<laughs> I'm just messing. Yeah, oh, man. No, I'm having well, too much dope. fun with it. That's cool, man. I, you know, I like trucks. I don't know. I, I never no, no, had I, one. My sister has one. My dad has one. So grew up around them. But, uh, you know, I love to give people a hard time for owning a truck. So. I know. Well, it made me really want to review the episode of Adventure Time, the We Fixed a Truck, where Finn, Jacob, Bimo, and Banana Man all like find an old pickup truck and they just like spend the whole episode fixing it up and hanging out together. And it's like it's uh, a really beautiful yeah. episode. I was like, oh, that would have been like such a perfect alignment. Well, I'm just, I'm so glad I can look forward to that one. What, <laughs> what is that? That doesn't sound like much is going yeah, on. It's like, it's like one of the few episodes where we get like some really good Banana Man content. Okay. I do like Banana Man and yeah. Weird Al as we found out recently, right? So that's yeah, rad. Yeah, it was only a few episodes where we actually just figured that out. Yeah. All right. Well, Ned, I, I want to hear your best Chewbacca because we start off this episode beyond this earthly realm with Jake and Finn going down some sort of a ca- cavern cave, a mining cave. I'm not really sure what it is. And yeah, mystery, they're just mystery using, dungeon. Mystery dungeon. They're using uh, Jake's arm or really his tail is what it ends up being as yeah, a rope I, that's tied hey, to something. I'll do my best. Chewbacca. I mean, I did love this one. Uh, the one in the sense that when they go in the first episode, the uh, season one, episode seven dungeon, um, and they're like going into the dungeon, it is just like a little hole on the top of a hill, you know? And so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy, maybe they're kind of playing back to, they just literally find holes on top yeah. of mountains and climb in them. But climb that's in Chewbacca. Them. Um, why not? Uh, here we go. Okay, yeah, I, I was not expected that. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> I, yeah, I like Star Wars a lot, you know. Yeah, that's the best I could do. I, I'm gonna give up now because our <laughs> fans are like, "Gosh, this is annoying to listen to." Uh, but Jake Roop is sick. I, it's so simple and yet so useful. They never do that. I think in the next mm-hmm. episode because we'll record the next episode pretty soon. I've already watched it, taking some notes, but they do like a Jake elevator thing. And so Jake wrote for me though, seems like a a great use of Jake. It's so practical, so underutilized and the little candle on top of his head, the the headlamp that he has is just too cute. And I love the colors in that intro scene. It reminds me of my favorite moments when it's nighttime or about to be nighttime, the sun setting and adventure time. And this has that same vibe for me inside the orange sky vibe. It's so good. I don't know yeah. why. It just bring. It's just perfect for the Adventure Time color palette. Yeah, I say with the with uh, your comments on Jake Rope though, it kind of it's great, but it also then bugs you a little bit because you're like, oh, that's the reason why we have this Jake mistake segment overall. Because when you start realizing how many practical things having like hyper stretchy powers would help with, versus how much Jake doesn't do with it. That could just be absolutely practical. It makes you be like, oh, that's everything he does is oh, a yeah. Jake mistake. Oh, man. I mean, here's the thing, though. The Jake tail moment after we're going to skip a, a spot in this episode real fast and go to when Jake is backing out out of the cavern and was my tops of the episode, without a <laughs> doubt. I think it's so funny. He pulls it twice to signal to somebody back at the beginning of his tail. Uh, who obviously there's no one there. Uh, Which is, wait, there's a whole episode about Jake's tail literally going off and having like a whole night life. 
while he's Oh, that's asleep. right. Okay. Because yeah. you've mentioned this before. So the tail has some sentience, maybe. Yes, in there's, a, there's in a jokey apparently, way. and I guess that's kind of just like a rolling dog joke. It's like the dogs can't control their tail, that there's like a, a the tail has its own mind. So that was a, I, I, I mean, like it's that. a good, yeah. good reference though. I mean, I wouldn't have even thought about that until you said, oh, Jake's tail has sentience. And I'm like, well, yeah, he does. He's a, he's a little clown at a flea circus. Yeah, well, I was I was going to be a little nitpicky and just say I thought it was kind of funny how he pulls the wrong way. He pulls like away from his butt instead of pulling away from the start of the rope. Oh, or his he tail. Like, he's because he's like dinging himself almost. Yeah, he dings himself right, but then it's just so funny how he just like backs out over a rock and then like he's like oh oh gosh and then squeezes through the hole and. Uh, that was that was the tops. That was the best moment of this episode for me, hands down. Oh no! Okay, I, I got some. I got a different one. I think um, it'll. I can wait for that though, because we're we're gonna yeah. end up jumping around a little bit too much if we do well, that let's, one. Let's dissect this cavern a little bit more because we also have something that I just want to go ahead and describe as a, a giant irrational fear that I have, which is when Finn squeezes through a tight hole in a cave to get to this other location where they find the porcelain lamb. That is without a doubt, like something I am so afraid of one day having to do and then not being able to squeeze through. Like you get your, your head through, you get part of your chest through and your arms can't move through it yet. And you're trying to wiggle like a worm and then you're just stuck. I, I don't know why dude, maybe it's just me, but I am so afraid that one day I'm going to be in this situation and not be able to get through something. And then just, I'm going to have a panic attack, and then I'm going to die in a cave. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. I watch the videos of people doing that. It's, I I'm like, it. yeah, I, I would hate, hate that feeling. But that's why I tend to just like, it doesn't bother me too bad, like watching other people do it. But I was like, yeah. that's why I would don't think I would ever do that. Well, it's like irrational, right? Like, I'm never going to be in that situation. I'm not going cave diving, and I'm definitely... or. I guess cave exploring or like when you go through Sp- a cave spelunking. underwater spelunking, never going to do that in my life. I, I have no desire to do that. It terrifies me because of that scenario. And yeah. so therefore I shouldn't be afraid of it, right? Like it's never going to happen. But for some reason I see that I'm just like, oh, Finn, why? Don't, <laughs> don't do it. You know, like I, I just don't do it. But hey, it was worth it. We, they, we did find a mystery dungeon, which again, I think was always a funny part of the episode of just like, hey, let's let's go down a hole. And they, they lo and behold, find a mystery dungeon. With, yeah, you um, might find humans. Who knows, you know? Sacred tray. Yeah, you might find humans if you go down, I guess, like weird vaults that are like under tree roots. But um, I just thought it was funny. I mean, dude, total reference to Aladdin, like the whole like crystal gem on the pedestal that Abu like goes after and touches and like the whole cave falls apart. So I thought, yeah. I mean, like that had to have been an Aladdin reference. I'm glad you got that because Allie was also mentioning that as we were watching this for the first time. And I'm just not Aladdin, like up on my Aladdin plot. Mm. It was a good one. That was was one of my um, OGs from childhood for sure. Yeah. I mean, the porcelain lamb and what happens to Finn. So essentially his physical self is stuck inside of the lamb when he touches it. And his metaphysical self is brought into a new plane of his existence, which is Mm -hmm. the spirit realm, which is what we find out. And it reminded me of Yu Yu Hakusho. So if we have any anime nerd fans out there, uh, Yusuke Yurameshi has the ability kind of to see the spirits that are around him in the real world. He kind of has wizard eyes, but he can also fight them 
in like his own plane in the physical plane of existence. He doesn't have to be in the spirit realm to do so. Um, so there is differences, but that's just where my mind went. It was just like, oh, Yusuke. Like, that's Ice King. Ice King is Yusuke in a, in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought of it. I was trying to make sense of kind of the spirit realm in this episode in the way that like Ice King can see it because he has wizard eyes. Looked into that. Other wizards, actually, he is the only wizard that has wizard eye powers that we know of. Yeah, um, which stem from his crown, I'm guessing. Yeah, which stem from either either the crown or some form like there's the wizard sadness and wizard madness so maybe some would argue it's either the crown itself or the fact that he's also a wizard wizards go crazy in the adventure time universe and i think ice king's uh craziness is just accelerated so maybe this is like the highest plane of wizard madness is being able to see the spirit realm he does go a little crazy, right? I mean, he's he's seen going after a leaf. He's like trying to catch the leaf princess, which he does which, claim. Hey, he's like, I know it's not a princess. I'm not dumb when yeah, Thane calls it, him out. But I don't know, dude. I, I think you might have been a little nutso there. It's definitely part of my larger lesson and deep thought of this episode is just really the fact that like, do you not feel slightly more sympathetic towards Ice King now knowing that he like this is something he deals with on the reg, like wouldn't you go crazy yeah. after a while if you were basically living between two different planes? Yeah, no, I I totally am, and I, though I'm almost regretting it because the porcelain lamb, I will just say, makes Finn look so gosh dang adorable. He looks so <laughs> cute as the porcelain lamb. The Ice King's my lovely of this episode. Really? Okay. Yeah, it, it's. Yeah. You know, he's not really all that relatable. And, and I'll talk a little bit on how I kind of feel like he is relatable in this episode and maybe the most relatable in this episode. Um, but I, you do feel for him for that reason, right? Like he's constantly seeing these creepy, gross creatures that are like crawling on him and he can't touch them or get rid of them in any way. It's a nightmare. Like who yeah. would well, not go insane? It's It's not only that, but in the sense that he's obviously, I think also I read something online that was like, it's not all necessarily all the time, but it's sometimes he can't control like when he sees the spirit realm and when he doesn't. Um, however, it's kind of like, yeah, the fact that he is not constantly talking to spirits all the time, he's not constantly being like, you get off me, it means that he's sane enough to know when something's crawling on him and it's a spirit, but like he's having a conversation with Finn or Jake or something. Yeah, and he can't like act weird or whatever. And yeah, he, he can't act weird because he yeah. would just uh, come off as... So maybe there's there's got to be at least that self-realization of people will think I'm crazy if I do this one thing. And there's there's so many things that he does that like should be considered more crazy. Yeah. But there's he's obviously sane enough to not talk to spirits around other like beings. Yeah. Dude, you just uh, take off your socks? I did. My feet were getting sweaty, dude. Let me see those feet, dude. Oh, oh <laughs> gross. <laughs> I'm just playing. Russell's, Russell's um, got a foot thing, guys. No, I certainly don't. But I will say, let me just go. I'll just go ahead and say why I feel the Ice King is most relatable in this episode. The winter body. We're jumping way ahead. <laughs> this is toward the end of the episode. I'm like living that life right now, man. Dude, I mean, so he's in his ice suit, right? Jake easily breaks it in their fight. And he says, I'm, I got my winter body like... I wasn't prepared. Like I was going to start up on the elliptical again, but then I got <laughs> depressed and it's just, that's relatable, right? Like, so he's got the winter body. He just wants to have friends other than his pets, which is 
Gunther and all the other penguins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he sees spirits everywhere that drive him insane. So yeah, super yeah. relatable. I can, my spirits are my floaters in my eyeball. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you have floaters, but they- I don't have any suck. floaters. They don't happen a lot. It's just when I'm staring at like white papers, like for setting for a test or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, And then you just see these little things like float by and you're just like, man, <laughs> get out of here. No, I mean, that's that was my whole thought about Ice King in, in general, this whole episode is that like, there, there is one moment, I can't remember, it's when Finn is like chasing him around or something, where he does call him Simon once in this episode. So He does, yeah. It's kind Where'd of, you a, go, I Simon? would say that that's the, uh, I'm not sure Finn's ever really done that on his own accord. Like, just naturally no, in an episode with time. Ice King. So, Definitely I think that's a big time. deal. And that's, a, that's part of, again, like, we have this episode centered on Ice King. We have this episode where he's just as crazy. I would say the other crazy ones have been, this one reminded me a lot of still when he freezes Finn and Jake pretty much and like forces himself to hang out with them. This one reminded me of that too, but all these episodes, um, even princess monster wife, honestly, uh, that make him a little bit more relatable that show you he's, he's crazy, but there's a lot of crazy things going on around him as well that are kind of making him crazier. Yeah. No, it's it's so true. And yeah, I don't know. He's just, he's relatable in this episode. And I yeah. do feel for him. I think by this time, I've totally like forgiven him for what he did, the Princess Bubblegum, all the way back in season two or whatever, right? Like, yeah, it's in the past. Uh, and we've learned so much about Simon already. So I'm, I'm, I'm coming around on the Ice King a little bit, I'll be honest. That's good. I mean, that is progress. It only took us four seasons and 11 episodes or three, <laughs> three seasons and 11 episodes when Russell was just, I remember you in the first Ice King episode, just shitting on Ice King and being like, he's the oh, yeah. worst, he's annoying. And that now it took you almost, I guess, almost 90 episodes at this point, close to 90. And he's finally yeah. your lovely. Yeah, gosh. I mean, we're on NEA 95, right? Which is pretty yeah. insane. I was factoring um, in our specials, yeah. though. He's my lovely, for sure. I, I can't believe it, but it's it's true. It's the case in this episode, and he does a good job. I, I think it's a little funny, though, when he does have that moment with Gunther where he's just like, he, he Finn's there, but Gunther has no idea that Finn is there. And this was also a big laugh for me. He's like, can't you see him hanging with Finn? Gunther, of course, replies, like, <laughs> or went, went. And then he says, I know I say that all, or I know I say that a lot, but this time it's true. <laughs> uh, it was just so funny, man. I don't know. Like, I feel for him. I do. I really do feel for him. Yeah. It's, and that was kind of the, like, my thing of this episode. And, but he's still so annoying. And I think there's better, way more redeeming Simon moments in the show. So, like, Overall, like that's why like this episode's good. It's fun. It re- it reminded me very very much of still meets like Princess Monster Wife. So conceptually speaking, I was kind of like, yeah, that was like a burner episode for me. But um, I'd say for my lovely yeah. of the episode itself, I had like because you already see it coming. It's got to be Bimo. Oh, Bimo is phenomenal. And on that final note, I think that that is a good time for us to take a quick breather and a quick break. So we'll be right back, folks. Go by Compass Castle, you dingus. It's great. He's a stick man. He has a sword or a stick weapon or something. It's probably a sword. I don't know. 
He's cross crosses drawbridges and, and he's got some major bloodlust. Like pew pew pew, gotta get him, you know. Plus co-op mode, co-op mode. Bet you haven't done that or enjoyed it since you were like seven. Watch your big brother play. He was playing Final Fantasy or uh, Mario sixty four or some shit. And I, I, I don't know, man. And and when he gave you the unplugged controller and said, "Here, take it, play, have fun, or whatever," you dingus. So copy's castle. It's a game. Get it uh, on Sega. Uh, and welcome back, everybody. Uh, <clears throat> we have a fun little first time here on NeverEnding Adventure. Uh, 95 episodes in, and we have never had a technical difficulty before. And we pretty much, uh, if you had thought that ad break was at a weird time, it was because we lost Wi-Fi uh, <laughs> during that first recording. And yeah, we were we actually picking it up, uh, what was it, uh, Two days later, we're going to finish this yeah. episode. So if we're, we we're end doing up, like a Saturday recording, that's so weird for us. And yeah, I'm, we're I'm excited. I feel energized. I woke up. <laughs> I went to the gym. Like it's a new day. We're not recording after work, which is nice. So yeah. I'm excited to get into this. Yeah. So well, a disclaimer too. If we if we duplicate talking about anything, apologies for that. Um, and if we miss any big points, it's probably just because we're a little kerfluffled at this point. So. Enjoy, enjoy I'm, to the best of your ability. I'm trying to figure out like what the best way to start this is. And I know you kind of were, we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. lovely. So you want to talk about your lovely for a moment, maybe? Well, I, I'd mentioned it was uh farting BMO. BMO was, farting gr- BMO. Farting BMO was great. Yeah. I mean, he's, so, he's so cute. It's, it, it's going to be, I mean, there's so many B and there's now like we get a full BMO focused episode later this season. Bimo's gonna be like the lovely, absolutely. Ah, um, so excited for that! Yes, it's gonna uh, be great, and it's it's ranked as one of the top ones. But this one, if we we're talking about getting back into it, I did want to take a moment and pause. I know we were kind of walking through this episode. We had kind of gotten into the spirit realm. We got into um, a little bit of like Finn helping him put back the the spirit demons, whatever we want to call them. I yeah. wanted to pause on a moment at the beginning of the episode, please, where. Please. Finn is going up. He, you know, Aladdin style goes up to the crystal and he touches it. And Jake says, wait a minute, hold on. What if this has some sort of like sacred implication? And Finn goes, I want it for my sacred bathroom. And in general, because we've seen that, you know, they got hella loot uh, and they want to, you know, like spend all their loot. And there's a different episode uh, later. Where they go shopping? Where they pretty much have to go spend all their loot. Yes. That's um, like also but, the best part of D D for me is when you get to go to the <laughs> shops and like spend yeah. the money that the the DM was just like, Yeah, I guess y'all all have like 40 gold pieces for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one, I mean, but in this okay, this is a empty dungeon and there is a porcelain lamb just sitting on a pedestal. Obviously, you think that that would be like to Jake's point, there's something weird about this. It's sacred, it's evil, it's cursed, whatever. Yeah, something's up. In his mind, is just like, I want to stick it in our bathroom. And I'm like, dude, he is getting so either like, is it greedy? Is it overzealous? Is it like, oh, I've I've defeated all these dungeons before and like nothing's defeated me? And like, because yeah, dude, if Jake wasn't around, like, think about that. If Jake it's wasn't around, it's a sacred bathroom, though, man. Like, he's got to have the the (laughs) porcelain lamb for the sacred bathroom. I mean, I wanted to ask you. Now, I've got something in my bathroom that I think is my like favorite thing about my bathroom without a doubt. Is there something about your bathroom? Do you have like a mm. one of those poop stool things? Do you have like anything in your restroom that just makes it home I've, for your I've poop? got a, uh, a great piece of art I bought at a Nashville art f- 
or I'm not even art fair, like a tent festival or the vendor festival, That's whatever great. you want to yeah. call it. Uh, and it's literally like an eight by 10 postcard or what do you call those? Three by five postcard style of a beautiful mountain range. And there's a stormtrooper with a cup of coffee. And on the bottom, it says mornings are for co- coffee and contemplation. And I'm so that's, glad I asked. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, uh, what's your got, what's your bathroom makes dude, what makes your bathroom sacred? What makes it special, what makes it super sacred is so we're living in a house that was created and or you know built in 1927. So very old. So mm-hmm. many people have lived in this home. There's a lot of weird things about it. I like to call it the Hobbit home because there's just like secret doors and like this probably used to be an outside wall, but now yeah, it's like there was in some weird stuff in your house. The closet, you know, and then there's two chimneys. Like, why is there mm-hmm. a second chimney? There's only <laughs> one fireplace. So in the bathroom, there is a metal handle right next to the toilet, which clearly was for some elderly person to mm-hmm. help sit down and stand up. But man, when you're when you're at war, when you're battling it out in the bathroom, that handle is just the perfect thing to just grab onto <laughs> just for dear life. And that is without a doubt my favorite thing in my restaurant. Doing some doing some Taco Bell, like post Taco Bell fights in your bathroom, like always getting always. that extra I, leverage up on the on the poops. I don't have IBS that I know of, but if there was ever like it's kind of like how I feel like I don't have uh like what is it, obsessive compulsive disorder or whatever by any means, OCD, but like I kind of have a self-diagnosed like thing about it where sometimes I feel like, hmm, I could I could talk to someone about this maybe and, and just see. But no, I, I which I don't, you know, I'm not gonna play it up in my head. But certainly I have stomach issues and that handle is just so dang good, dude. <laughs> it is what it. makes the 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 Tyndall bathroom sacred. But it is certainly to all and our listeners that actually get a that's a oh dude, great, great recommendation. Poop yeah, handle. Get, poop, get a poop, poop handle. Lever, leveraging poop. <laughs> Um, but I'd say my recommendation is for everybody that as a fantastic topic of conversation. If you would like to send us into the never ending adventure travelers log, your best bathroom sacred item, and it has to be better than a porcelain lamb. It's not, if it's not better than a porcelain lamb, then we will shame you on this podcast. Yeah. We'll shame everybody that writes in for (laughs) sure. Uh, well, that's great. Anyways, I just want, I was curious, man. I mean, little tangent, not that we tangent very often in this podcast. And also to your point of BMO being your lovely, I had a, a really cool moment right there when mm-hmm. BMO's farting, right? And they're just kind of goofing around and there's all these spirits and, and Vincent next to Jake. And she's like, yeah, man, I would, I would love for you to figure out how to get me out of this stupid like spirit realm. Mm-hmm. Um, they go like, what if we do all of Finn's favorite stuff, like his favorite things? And the next thing they do outside of BMO farting, which is adorable, um, they're like, let's sing his favorite song, the the Three Baby <laughs> the, Spiders the itsy song, bitsy right? Spider like knockoff, yeah, yeah, totally. But I loved the melody. The only other line you get to hear is, "The rain come or the rain came down and it was no fun." And just the way it's like in a minor key i'm sure mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know i'm not melodic i play drums wait but until you so hear good. that um there is an episode with uh jerome in the future and yes thank you somebody corrected me and it is jerome uh, kept messing that up uh <laughs> in the future where he has to actually play this kid song to like keep a demon trapped in the basement basically and that yeah. kid song is this whole like boo susa song and i can't wait to get to the episode because in terms of like little childish songs yeah. That that takes the the Bubasusa takes the cake. This one's a good second. 
Well, the rain came down and it was no fun. It's so good. And the spirits are just laughing at Finn and he's just like, no, what? I yeah, okay. Like, listen to this as I was two. And then he tries to kick Emo. That actually was, I think, maybe an important part because the spirits do like laugh at him and make fun of him. So I'm like, okay, these things yeah, are like yeah. not just like they're floating sentient. around in space. Yeah, they're sentient and they're aware and they're around. So yeah, that yeah. was kind of at least, you know, the other than that, they were just kind of like, I, I didn't know if they were like amoebas floating around in space or whatever. I don't but. know. It's so fascinating. They they don't have necessarily personalities, but they kind of did in a way, right? Like, especially in that moment, you got to see a little bit of their personalities. And then the dead one, which we'll get to in a minute, like certainly has some things about him that make him yeah. special and unique and kind of like a dog-esque creature. But I just I just love that uh, Finn tried to kick BMO. Like he just Spartan kicks Straight mm-hmm. through BMO. And, Straight and through BMO. As well, soon as we saw that, Ali was just like, uh, me thinks Finn doth protest too much, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, I was going to say, so that scene when you were like, and they they sing the song, they play Compy's Castle. That was my Jake mistake of the episode. So like... Compy's Castle? No, no, no. Not Compy's Castle specifically. It's kind okay. of just how Jake handles the situation. It, it is the most like Jake-ism of this episode to just like, chill out with the porcelain lamb and like let's try to let's put a video game controller it's it's so funny like jake moment however if you really think about it the smart thing to do would have been like okay there's an evil porcelain lamb finn's face has been teleported onto it i would have freaking gone in gone straight to peppermint butler knowing that he has access to the nidosphere that he has all these like weird incantation type things he knows about and I'd be like, bro, I found this like porcelain. And then I would have thought, honestly, Peppermint Butler would have been like, oh yeah, just smash it. Like, you yeah, would have known you the answer, so. you know? Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, the Compi's Castle scene alone was pretty wonderful. Uh, yeah. And it almost made Finn, the porcelain lamb with Finn's face on it, my lovely, because of how uh, peaceful he looked. <laughs> I don't know why. He's just so peaceful as a, yeah, a porcelain you, you lamb. You had mentioned I, that, like, Finn's face that on there. Song? Yeah, you'd mentioned yeah. that Finn's face oh, on there. Man. It was very, it's just so like, great. peace and, and calm and artsy. And, yeah. Also, um, Compi's got major bloodless, and that's just the best. <laughs> <I> would, <laughs> that video game just being, like, like 15 steps below Mario and that there's a bloodlust meter yeah, on yeah. there. Like, <laughs> there's like a... It's an early arcade game, right? With just a joystick and a button. And the second player, the co-op mode is press the button and then the bridge comes down or the drawbridge comes down and you can walk over it. Very, a very lame video game, but apparently they love it and they play it all the time. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's It was, uh, as much as we saw, what was the name of the episode where they go in and um, uh, play the game inside of BMO in three dimension style, like, this seems obviously not even as good as that one, you know? Not at all. Not a, at all. So we, in the same time period that all this is going on, we're basically also hanging out with Finn and Ice King, and they're in Ice King's little, I don't know, what do you call it? His Ice Kingdom? I don't know. Yeah, it's in the house. Ice Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, his house or something. I don't know, his cave. It's really what mm-hmm. it is. It's just an ice cave. Um, And you get what is not my sexiest character, but certainly... Ice King's sexiest character, this gross pink two-headed spirit with some thick, like, like two C's, beefy thighs, beefy man legs. Yeah, yeah, like in a a creepy nose, like a Squidward nose, and eyes in the wrong place. It was just 
It was creepy, man. I would, I would say <laughs> backup like, well, lovely I can't, for me. I don't me. do anything with it. I just the back not not her, but the the backup lovely for me with was the little. I like to call him the peanut butter and jelly spirit when he's like gross. I, yeah, and he's just like <laughs> pooping the one that out, poops and throws up at the same and yeah, time. Yeah, it's like jelly on one side, peanut butter on the other, and then Ice King just has that moment. He goes, "I hate them." <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate <laughs> them too. Funny, Ice but, King, I get it, um, man. That, that blows. Yeah, well, but, he he admits there's portals all over the universe, which is such yeah. an interesting moment. Like that that had my brain like running. I'm like, what is going on? What do you mean there are portals all over the universe? You can go in and out of the spirit realm if you're able to find them. And it seems like they're way more obvious for the spirits than they are for well. Uh, that people was in that was kind of one of the things I read into though is that if the portal that's in Ice King's house now it just teleports the spirits from point A to point B. It doesn't necessarily teleport things or beings in and out of the spirit realm. Obviously, okay. that was some yeah. sort of curse that the the lamb was, and the spirits themselves. So that's probably stating there's portals all over the universe of like, if you're in the spirit realm, you can go to this portal and you end up on Mars. You go to this portal, you end up uh, yeah, freaking yeah. in a different well, can universe. Can he be trusted? You know? Can we trust Ice King in this is kind of something that I was curious about. I mean, I, if that is so. true, I, you could... Basically yeah. use it to to travel the universe. No, I mean spiritually use it though, because you have to be in the spirit realm. You can't you just be gotta in the figure physical out a realm. way. You got gotta figure out a way to like transfer in and out of the spirit realm, I think is the thing. If you can figure that yeah. out, then you can use the portals to travel all throughout space. And that is amazing. Yeah. Well, whoever placed the lamb there obviously was that kind of like knew that power, knew how to do something about shifting of being out of the physical world too and into the spirit world. Um, it does make me wonder, does the Lich know about these portals? Is he ever going to try and use them in any sort of a way? Not, this, not the spirit portals, but okay. uh, part of it has to kind of be involved. Not The Lich is involved in some sort of way because if you see that uh, at the beginning of season two, end of season one, and with Mortal Folly and Mortal Recoil, we hear about Ice King's wizard eyes for the first time when he was like, yeah, after Princess Bubblegum fell in the lich's uh, well of green goop, he saw a spirit come out of the well and into Princess Bubblegum. And he was the only one that saw that. So oh, yeah. that's how the lich did possess Princess Bubblegum was being on some sort of like in the realm of this spirit realm, you know? That's fascinating. I mean, yeah. I wonder if the snail has figured out. <laughs> That's such a silly, theoretically speaking, I'm not even going to put that into the, the universe. Well, of, it's, it's almost the like... the figured the, out how to use them. You That's have why to almost... Uh, it's true though, but like, think about like, okay, we, we defeated the Lich and Finn yanked a, uh, you know, the, the sweater through his eye sockets and blew up the Lich's physical body. But that means that the Lich itself is, I think, a spiritual being that can possess, um, has, is powerful enough to possess uh, things in the physical world. So uh, in, in theory, if Finn had stayed in the uh, spirit world for long enough, maybe he could have begun to possess things. Yeah. I, we need to talk, or Finn needs to talk to Ice King about this, because I, I would love to hear more and more about the spirit realm and, and how that plays into things. I mean... He gives him some very vague and obviously fake because it's his ploy to have a new best friend that Finn has uh -huh. to hang out with him because he can't talk to anybody else. And the spirits are obviously weirdos, right? So yeah, 
Well, he's just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, take this thing, put it in a hole, <laughs> or take all these things, put them in a hole, and then plug it up with that other thing. It's super vague. The first yeah. time I watched it, I was like, what did he even just say? Until I realized <laughs> what Finn's moyo. next actions were. Yeah. It was kind of all over the place. But, oh, me you know. moyo, follow loy. <laughs> I love um, that. A child of man who touched the lamb is soon to be my new best friend. All yeah, to well, me, they- can't you see? I will never set him free. I was like, oh, he for sure have this written down. Don't oh, you, you know, I got, I had to. That is such a good um, moment for Ice King. He's just jumping on the bed with like Gunter and some other penguin. I yeah, mean, I, I was so cute. I was like, why is this a scene? And I, I didn't know until I read into it. I don't really know the whole like, story or uh, whatever run, of Rumpelstiltskin, but uh, it is that's a reference to that. That actually, the knight discovers the troll's plan when he like overhears him singing a song of joy. And wow, so that's a total that. yeah. Rumpelstiltskin reference, which is just bizarre. I just yeah, don't, I was like, okay, what a random moment to throw Rumpelstiltskin in there. For us though, like that is also the moment where Finn calls him Simon for the first time, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, ever, right? Where'd you we go, admit, Simon? Yeah, we had mentioned that uh, in our in our first half, but it was that yeah. moment where he does mention that like, it's Simon for the first time. And I, I like I said, that's a huge moment in the show that he now can see Ice King and he sees Simon in Ice King, really. Um, did, did you have a and, favorite spirit? Oh, well, you just said, right? Your favorite spirit was the two-headed dog. Yeah, um, I, had, it was and, the, I call it yeah. the peanut butter spirit or peanut butter jelly spirit. I kind of like the never soft eyeball from the Tony Hawk Pro Skater intros. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but you're totally right. It is the never soft. Like For those of you guys who don't know, it's essentially all those Tony Hawk games were made by Neversoft, and their logo was just like pretty much that exact same just spirit a eye. gross eyeball with veins coming off of the back of it, you yeah. know, where it connects. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, right? But that was so fascinating. Um, that, and he yeah, throws it in the toilet, right? And then, of course, you get the the next, the worst, my most punchable character, the dead one, mm-hmm. who's walking around spitting out Which, these yellow blockheads. The dead one seemed way more like a Knight of Sphere character like, than a Spirit Realm character, in my opinion. So freaky. I totally agree. Uh, you're yeah. spot on with that. I mean, it is so gross. When Finn sees it throw up one of the yellow blob heads and is just like, ew, gross. You know, like, I was doing the same thing. I was reacting the same way Finn did. It, yeah, was, it was disturbing. Well, and it was kind of interesting. It's very funny that um, I noticed that Finn did get teleported to the spirit realm with his demon blood sword. Uh, he tries to use the demon blood sword on the spirit, but it like yeah, it splits and then it smashes in his face. So I was kind of like, I I just would still think that a spirit realm demon blood sword would have the ability to to kill even those little like dead guys' heads that he was pooping out of his mouth like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just was like, ah, yeah. man, I, I want the Demon Blood Sword to be so OP, though. That's just my problem. <laughs> it doesn't stick out to me as like my favorite sword. I don't know why. It's. I mean, there's definitely some better ones that are coming up. I'll, like for sure, better ones. But this is a good. It's. It's a good story of the sword. Um, there's a good episode, pretty much like later on. That's yeah. all sword related too. So that's. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything for you there. Well, I'll I'll wait for that and I'll be excited for that. And, you know, Finn and Jake are just kind of doing their thing, man. They're hanging out. And in that moment when Ice King kind of foils his plan and he's just like, oh, no. Or what is it that Finn says? Where he he's just goes, just he's so like, I'm going to go unplug the hole. 
Yeah, he's just like, oh, my plan. All right, well, I'm just going to go and blood the hole. And then immediately Iceking goes, okay, never mind. This is how you got to do it. Let's go, you know, hang out with Jake for a minute and break this lamb for you. But yeah, no. So, I mean, well, it's, it's funny. I think, yeah, it's almost all thought through of a plan. And then he forgets that, like, he can't, he still can't physically touch Finn either. <laughs> so Finn can just do what he wants in I was the just spirit curious. realm. I was curious if, like, Ice King's mind being at ease because there aren't spirits everywhere flying around and touching him, like, or whatever, would that change Ice King? Would he be able to think more thoroughly? Would he be a better person? I I I mean, I would say there would be, like, moments of it. And and this would happen, I think, at any point. Um, And we'll see it later on this season. I actually pulled it up right now. Um, there is an episode, episode 25 of this season. There's, it's called, I remember you. It's about Marcy and Simon. And I will not ruin or spoil any more behind that. But there is a moment where she is, is it's the, the first time in the show we see somebody really trying with the ice King to be like, I want to hang out with you. I want to be around you. And he just keeps slipping back. So I think regardless of the spirits in the spirit realm, if Finn hung out with him, no other spirit realm spirits around, it would be progress backslide, progress backslide with him. And it would still just drive Finn nuts, you know? Yeah, I gotcha. And, you know, Ice King at his most insane moments even has a fourth wall break in this episode. Yeah, I would want to talk about that one. Dude, talking straight into the screen. I mean, do you have it written down what he says? Uh, not word for word, but he basically says that, you know, behind these, these pixels in every home, us watching us through a one way mirror. Yeah. Um, it's, he's so clever. Like it's pretty great. Yeah. Can you pull back the veil of static and reach into the source of all being? (laughs) Yeah. Which I guess we are the source of, and that's kind of very much like, um, a little meta. It's meta. Well, and that's, and then like Rick and Morty explains that better of like, oh, like Rick knows that the universe he lives in is being written and created by a bunch of TV writers. So that's part of his whole like fuck it mentality <laughs> um, is that he knows his universe is just a TV show. Yeah. And, that's, and also that <laughs> that's kind of like, yeah. This is not a Rick and Morty podcast, but there is that really awesome episode where he has uh, the battery, right? That is also a universe and he built it just mm-hmm. to power his car, right? And then it gets deeper and deeper. Yeah. That first season, the first two seasons are really fantastic. Right. Anyways, no tangents, uh, Adventure yeah. Time only. My Lovely was Ice King this episode, but truly, My Lovely, in a way, should have just been Tom Kenny because he is phenomenal in this episode. I think mm-hmm. part of what sold me on Ice King this episode is how dynamic his voice is and how yeah. di- he's just all over the place. And... I was like, how does he do this and not go in and out of SpongeBob at moments when he's, you know, because he's breaking his, like his, his voice is like, um, you know, when you're a teenager or whatever. And it, he's like, yeah, he's cracking called. his voice. Like, cracking on his purpose. voice constantly. When he does on like, purpose. like big laughs and he's like, yeah, he, he, he. Like, how does he not go to SpongeBob? Like, it just blows my mind. I mean, maybe voice actors, yeah. they just have this thing about oh, them. Oh, man. Where they yeah. Can do if that, you can make a incredible. career off of it, you got to be good at yeah, it. And he is people, I mean, so, this is well cranked. So good. Yeah, but so you are, you are right out. that there's the Ice King itself, that voice and that character is not too many, like, you know, whatever panels of like what your voice dynamic can be, it's not too far away from the SpongeBob one too. So yeah, you, 
Maybe and maybe if we ever get Tom Kenny on this podcast, <laughs> he can explain to us yeah. how many times he actually broke Ice King character and went to SpongeBob yeah. accidentally. Maybe something in like, like the that. first season or something. Who knows, man? But uh, um, it's well, good. It's great. Another note on Ice King and just kind of we we're getting to that point in the episode where not only he traps Finn and we see that, and um, when Finn's like okay, I've just spoiled your plan. He, he does go actually back to help Finn. And I think in his mind, he's like, okay, if I help him, this will better our friendship. And I'm going to go put on this ice ice suit and go smash the thing. Now, in general, I, I was like, we're actually, we were prepping for uh, next week's episode, which will be, got, it's the LSP episode. But I was like, what? This season has a lot of the same things. And I think it's it's very much like the lack thereof and then the pursuit of community and the pursuit of essentially what Finn and Jake have, like their dynamic duo. Um, you've got the Web Weirdos episode where um, they're trying to re- repair their relationship. You've got uh, In Your Footsteps where the bear is copying Finn. He needs, he doesn't have anybody. Um, you've got Princess Monster Wife where even more than this episode, Ice King is lonely. He's on the pursuit of just somebody. This one where Ice King is just trapping Finn in a spirit realm just to be around him. Um, and this, I'm kind of looking, there's a lot of moments in this season. Uh, I'd say half of them are a, a search and a hunt for community and how important that is. And it drives people crazy when they're, they don't have anyone. Um, and that's why people either lean on or idolize Finn and Jake is that they've, they've nailed that. That's, and everybody's jealous of it and everybody wants what they have. Um, and then on the flip side of that, it's a hunt for purpose. Like, what's your purpose? Uh, we'll get into that more next week. And I'm like looking at some other future episodes as well. Um, but yeah, that's, I'd say that's, that's yeah, just wow. a very common thread through this season of that, like, um, what we want, what Finn and Jake have, and people want to be around them because they may have a bad community or lack thereof, you know? Yeah. I mean, Finn, certainly in the next episode, we hear Turtle Princess mention him as the white knight. Like, he's got quite the reputation Mm -hmm. in the Candy Kingdom. You know, people see the charisma and, I mean, it's we have an interesting realization at the end of next episode with LSP where she figures out you know, what's so special about Finn all along. And I, I don't know. I'm excited and not at all excited to talk about next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be good. It'll be fun, but certainly, Did you yeah. have any, like, um? well, besides, like, the fourth wall break was a great, like, okay, this is, like, just went from a kid's episode to something, like, a little bit more in-depth. But did you have any kind of, like, a deeper thought or something, like, you know, you said that you liked Ice King. He's your lovely. So I'd imagine that you had some sort of striking moment of sympathy for him in this episode. Yeah, it, it kind of is the whole episode. I think Ice King, I mean, from the beginning, you just see him chasing leaves. He's just hanging out. He's going about his life and and he can see Finn. And then you have all these, like I mentioned in the prior recording, like he is constantly being tortured by all these things that are flying around him in the spirit realm that he can't touch, he can't get rid of in any way. They're crawling on him. They're terrifying looking like the dead one. Like mm-hmm. there's, he's complex and his life is complex and it's not easy. That can't be easy to deal with at any moment. Like you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation last time, 
where he could just be hanging out with Finn or something. And then all of a sudden another spirit comes out of nowhere and starts messing with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to deal with that. Um, so that's where my sympathy for the ice king comes from. I think is a lot of like, wow, that must be really hard. And yeah, his I, life, I mean, we saw obviously his life as Simon was difficult in many ways once he got the crown and I don't know. So I'm just excited yeah, that, to see where he goes. I'm, I'm not in love with ice King, but I am excited to see what happens with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm before we even get to the end of this season, the fact that you're already on that road and already on the way more than you were in season one, you're on that road to being like, okay, there he's crazy for a reason. He wasn't always, we know that he had, he was Simon in the past. Um, what happened to him? And that's all I'm, you're in the right emotional state to get the full story of what's yeah. going to happen too. So I'm very excited, but dude, uh, that I was my last some, like deep note. Yeah. I got some beef with this episode. I do. I gotta say, okay. What's the, what's the beef? So my beef actually, maybe it's more with adventure time. I'm confused. I don't know where we're going with the non earth locations. There are so many of them. And yeah, I, it doesn't I, make I, any I was sense thinking about that. Um, we've well, got, they I mean, do... we've got the dead worlds, right? Mm-hmm. We've, we've got, got the nightosphere, the spirit realm. Spirit Not realm. to mention, we've got the crystal dimension. We crystal have lumpy space. Mm-hmm. And wherever Glob lives, I'm sure there's another place. Like, uh, pick a lane is what I'm trying to get at. Like, where <laughs> no, are we going? Da, 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 da. They are purposefully in this lane for a reason. There's Literally, just so wait, many. wait till I... episode six of, or excuse me, episode 26 of this season. Okay. And how that leads into episodes one and two of next season, season five. And it'll all make sense. And it all is. Right. I'll look forward to it. But for yeah. now, I'm beefing a little bit with Adventure Time because it just feels like we have way too many things going on. And I know it's for the sake of creativity right now. And like, oh, we can make a story about this thing. And this is a cool dynamic. And then all of a sudden, like we lost tree trunks. Where did she go? She was touching a crystal. Maybe she went to her crystal dimension. Like, and then somehow they have to explain that maybe. I, I don't know, but it just feels a little convoluted at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's convoluted more, I mean, because they aren't addressing it openly up front. But in other shows and other programs, animes and Rick and Morty and stuff, the whole like multiverse thing, if it's explained and told and I just addressed up front, we're like, whoa, they're so clever and that amazing. Adventure Time, they're doing it. They're doing it right now. Obviously, I think Lumpy Space is absolutely, totally different dimension. Obviously, Crystal Dimension is different dimension. Um, the Spirit Realm is it's somewhat of a different dimension. It, it's like one of those dimensions that's overlapping your own. Yeah, it's like, like a down. veiled overlap of your own dimension. So it's just not been addressed yet. And they once they do address it, it opens up it kind of opens up your mind to being like, oh, this is a very clever show, not just for the sake of a fun little adventure. We're going to open up a crystal dimension and we're going to open up this dimension. Like they explain it all basically. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll wait for that to happen, but yeah. I'm excited but, for yeah, it. Yeah. Keep your beef right now. That's good. That's good beef to yeah, have. It's my beef right now. I've got, I've got no, I've, I'd say my only beef with this episode specifically is that I would have loved to have seen more of Jake and Bimo trying to figure out how to get Finn out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because there is the moment stuff. where Finn gets all the creatures in there and then Ice King's like, oh, wait, there's one more. 
And then he gets the eyeball and he's like, oh, wait, there's one more. And I'm like, okay, they were just like dragging this out a little yeah. bit too long. So yeah, that was my He's beef. pretty much the worst. <laughs> he's, he's just constantly <laughs> he's just pretty like, much oh, yeah, there's another the terrible one. Um, <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. There's an extra one. They could have done the dead one and him be, be like, oh, yeah. And there's one more. Yeah. What, what is your lesson for this episode? Uh, never, never trust anyone that says, oh, me, oh, moi, oh, <laughs> Just don't trust <laughs> okay. them. Okay. Um, All right. And man, it's, it's honestly the deeper one in my lessons bucket is to be more sympathetic towards people that don't, you don't understand and that you kind of keep at arm's distance because you're like, they're weird or they, you know, I've, I've never, then when you kind of have, uh, that moment with them where you start dealing with the, uh, or you see, you see the stuff that they're dealing with. Um, the things that maybe make them quirky or maybe make them weird or shaped them into the person that they are today, just be sympathetic up front. Like automatically assume that like, don't assume that people are just like, oh, you're just weird. Like, because you are, be like, dude, you had this whole series of circumstances of your past and your present that are shaping you. And just kind of like you, you now have some more sympathy towards the Ice King. But for us, like we should be that way with people in society. Um, that when you have people that are weird or piss you off or you have bad sales calls with, you know, to be like that, they, that person's got something going on that's making them the way they are, you know? Yeah. That's my that's lesson. That's good. I like it. Well, mine's, uh, also super deep and introspective and ex- or, uh, the opposite of that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I went to the gym, so my, my brain is mush right now. His brain's um, pumped full of protein powder. It's a little bit of a little bit of mush, a little bit of protein powder, a little bit of walking the dog, a little bit of testosterone, bro. Anyways, uh, my lesson is when the mushroom war happens, video games are really going to take a hit. Yeah, because <laughs> that just seems to be like my biggest takeaway from this episode for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> if, if Finn's if Finn's favorite game is Compy's Castle, we gotta say Finn's. Ben's needs to up his Bemo needs to Gosh, up his video it's game. Like Pong, game. like they're basically playing like a worse game than Pong, which is wild to me. Um, which Pong's fine, but yeah, not very no, good. Pong Anyways. was huge when it came out too. So well, it's, Bemo it can only game, make better games. It? I think Pong was a very first video game. Yeah, yeah, it was, and so, people were like, yeah, people loved it. So I don't know. Maybe Bemo will practice. Bemo will grow and learn and in. Bima will be a PS5 level <laughs> video oh, game <laughs> machine by by the time that Finn's an adult. Oh man! Oh dude, this a little bit of a tangent. Did you ever play Jet Moto as a kid? No, I don't think so. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, if I was for years now, I've been trying to think of there was this jet ski wave runner game from my childhood, and there's one that's really popular on N64 that you know everyone's like, oh, this is the best one, whatever. Uh, I, I think, think it was I know on PlayStation. I Jet think I know Moto. Talking about, except for I only played the ones that were in like the pizza parlors, and it was like actually like the the physical wheel. That Um, might be the same thing. So Jet Moto though is like Wave Runners uh, or or basically jet skis, but like extreme, and you're like jumping off of bridges and like doing all these stunts and stuff, and it's a racing game. But anyways, I recently connected with one of my childhood best friends, like my like next door neighbor like brother character oh, guy bro i'm pulling this up on images i wish we kind of had the visual element here to yeah. show you guys like i think i for sure rented that one um when you would go to like blockbuster and like rent video games for the weekend yeah yeah i for sure rented this one one time i've been trying to think of this freaking game for like 
10 years now. And then just ran into my buddy and I was like, hey man, like what was that game that we used to play so much as kids? And he's like, oh, Jet Moto. And I was like, what? You just, I should have just texted you like this whole time. So anyways, not my rec, but pretty great. My rec is actually go get massages. Me and Ali did our couple's massage that I told you all about forever ago. A little awkward, a little weird, but also really fun. Really good times. How long, how long was it? Like it was an hour. It was an hour's worth of, and then beforehand we had a little bit of rushed. I wish it hadn't been so rushed, but some, um, what is it? Champagne and orange juice. Um, mimosa. Jeez. Mimosas. And then y'all didn't just get massages. Y'all was like being fancy. Dude. And then we ate chocolates afterwards. I mean, it was like a fun little like couple. It's like a, like like a late Valentine's day present or something. It was like a late Christmas present. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You know, we really, we did it big. I mean, we ended up spending the whole day together and there were plans that I could have gone to later that night, but I was like, let's just enjoy our time together. So we, we spent all day hanging out and it was really special and really fun. Yeah. That's good, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I feel like y'all, y'all deserve that every once in a while and and days to spend together where you're not just playing Pokemon go either. Exactly. I mean, well, we do other things, (laughs) which is a a great day. I'm not, I'm not ripping on that day. We do other things. It's nice to to be bougie every once in a while. Yeah. Well, what's your rec? You got my rec. I mean, dude, it is Domino's pizza. Oh my stars. I eat a Domino's pizza maybe once a year. Like it's not very often. There's there's pizza. Local you pizza could, you could say Atlanta, you eat it more everywhere. than that. It's okay. Just say you don't have it more I do, than once but a year. Every time I eat it, it is like significantly better than the last time I ate it. And I was I was loving Domino's back in college, and I had one last night. And it could have been just the fact that it was like after the bars and like late night. We put some hot honey on it, put some like jalapeno hot sauce on it. But oh my stars, they just got they had the crust consistency, the seasoning, the cheese. This is not a paid advertisement. I'm guaranteeing, <laughs> but dude, a Domino's pizza, like, well, I will yeah. probably still only get one in every blue moon or so. No but, shame, no shame in Domino's. Um, they man. got the $7.99 large mm-hmm. three topping pizza online. Do that. That's amazing. Why not? It's so cheap. It it's sounds so like such a paid advertisement. Easy. I, I, I know, right? We're just gushing. I'm just, I just got a crush on Domino's, not I a paid advertisement. Crush. Uh, I love other, it. But that's my I mean, they could be a terrible company, but that seven ninety nine deal is wild. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, oh man, well, where where can all of our lovely, yeah, lovely, lovely <laughs> followers? Yeah, th- thank y'all so much for hanging out. If you're still around, this is a, a fun episode to revisit for a second time, uh, talking the net about it, and y'all can, you know, of course, go review us, and we'll send some stickers. I just sent. My 36th one, which is really exciting. We've sent out 36 stickers to people that have reviewed us on Apple Podcasts uh, and or Spotify. But really, if you could do Apple Podcasts or iTunes, it helps so, so much. That would be incredible. You can check us out on Instagram at NeverEndingAdventurePodcast, TikTok at NeverEndingAdventureCast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions. Get on the Traveler's Log. I want more Traveler's Log segments at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. And yeah, we just really appreciate it, y'all. Thank you so much for being around for another week and we'll see y'all next Tuesday. Oh, you know I love the you guys. Party forever. Party forever.